Time for a Bruins cast here at WEI.com. Ken Laird and Ty Anderson on the Bruins beat. Bruins have won two in a row on the road, and uh, we went into this uh, road trip, uh, Ty, or they did, and we weren't talking about it, uh, being kind of a pivot point of the season. To their credit, the Boston Bruins have pulled out four points here in the last two games, and both division contests that. Not pretty, but uh, pretty possibly important uh, spot of the season, no? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at those wins on Saturday and, and last night, and you think, okay, the road trip is a success now, because you looked at this trip, Rangers, Red Wings, Panthers and Lightning. These are four playoff teams from a year ago, three of which came out of your division. So uh, to win these games means more than losing the games to the Minnesota Wild, you know, which is which is one of the big things that I think people sort of need to realize, engage when they talk about this team. It, it, it matters more when you beat your divisional teams because that's what's going to count in the end. Um, overall, you've loved the effort and the process that has led them to these four points here. Uh, these have been close, grinded out kind of games. Uh, both times the Bruins have relied on Tuka Rask, uh, and he's he's set up for the challenge. He's been great for the Bruins, so like he has been all year, actually. So uh, these are huge wins for the Bruins, and yes, like you said, at a pivotal moment where points, get them no matter how you get them. doesn't matter if it's an ugly win or a pretty win, just get them. I mean, uh, it's easy to credit a goaltender or blame based on a win or a loss, but Rask has really been incredible for this uh, stretch, and coming off what you know, appeared to be some kind of a lower body injury, right? How, how surprised are you he came back and has played this well? Yeah, and it's definitely surprising because he'll tell you, uh, you know, that he's not 100%. He's still not feeling 100%, and that's interesting because he, he's, this was an injury that, you know, he's being as vague as he can about it, and you understand that part of it for sure. But, but he says, uh, you know, these are injuries that I would like a month or two to heal up, but I can't have that. And it's like, okay, so this is actually something that's actually really bothering him. So to perform at the level that he has, uh, you know, since he's come back, he's surrendered one goal on almost 60 shots. On the year, he has a 961 save percentage. He has been absolutely incredible. There's no other way to put it. Uh, that first period last night against Florida, he is just under siege. And he, you know, he stands up, he keeps him in it, and really just put forth, I think, probably his best performance of the season. People talk about the Winnipeg game. Uh, and right, rightly so, but I think last night you really saw him, Rask have to battle. Uh, he had to deal with people in his kitchen all night long, and he really just never got faced by what the Panthers were doing. And that's a Panthers team that, you know, they get under team skin. They, they, they know how to bother a goaltender. They know how to get in someone's head. So, you know, for Rask to step up to the challenge there and stone them, especially with the, that final four minutes where the Bruins were just hemmed in their own zone and couldn't get out of there, uh, to not surrender a goal, especially with their six-on-four run they had for about two and a half minutes, uh, was just gigantic for, for Rask and the Bruins. Obviously, Florida was missing a couple key pieces as well, but for the Bruins to have success here without Pasternak, without Bacchus for these couple of games, and they may get both back tomorrow in Tampa, or what are you hearing? Uh, well, Pasternak will be back for sure. David Bacchus seems a bit like he's going to take this Florida trip off. Maybe he'll be back for the Rangers game. Uh, the Bruins did send down Banton Hyman today, uh, so theoretically they have an, an open forward spot. But Sean Corrali, who was called up yesterday on emergency recall, is still with the team. So I, I think you can expect him to be your healthy scratch. And, you know, Pasternak to slide back in with Bergeron and Marsh, and that line has been phenomenal this year. Uh, really carried the team offensively. So uh, I think they may just try to survive tomorrow night in Tampa Bay without Bacchus and then readjust and. and see where they're at for Saturday's game against the Rangers. Do you expect any shuffling uh, with Pasternak back? Can they move Spooner back to center? Is that a possibility? And 
God, how I, long? I mean, it's incredible. We're nine games in. There's not a point to be had from the Bolesky line. Exactly. And I think that's one of the big things they have to look at. Uh, personally, I would put Spooner between Bolesky and Hayes. He's familiar with both players. Spooner had, you know, 49 points last year in a third-line center role. Um, you know, a lot of his, his points came on the power play, yes, but he was still a pretty strong, even-strength performer. So uh, I, I do think that you have to have him with these guys to get them going because right now they're giving you nothing. I mean, that line, that Nash-Hayes-Bolesky line is a black hole, and it's not getting any better. Uh, you know, you're talking about Matt Bolesky who's logged nine minutes a night. You know, that's not his game. He, he needs to be around 15. The problem is the Bruins don't have a line mate or a center that can really warn, you know, more ice time, and they need that. They need that production because you're talking about a Tampa Bay team and a Rangers team that absolutely scores goals at will, and you have to match that somehow. Rask has been great, yes, but when you talk about the Rangers and the Lightning, you're talking about a 4-3 to game or a 5-4 to game, I think, more than a one nothing, 2-1 to game that they've kind of gone through these last two games. So they're going to need their offense to step up, and I think the easiest way to do that is by putting a Spooner or a Zarnik at center. Or the power play, which you wrote about on your five things at WEI.com, just in a, a terrible abyss right now. I guess Krejci almost buried one in the third there, uh, rang one off the post, but uh, geez, th- this is as bad as we've seen it in the last couple years. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I've, I've seen a power play this bad. I think probably you have to go back to the 2011 Stanley Cup run where they were terrible and they survived on great goaltending, which is kind of what they're doing now. Uh, but yeah, last night they, they go another over. Uh, they're over the last 15. Uh, it's just an absolute mess right now. There's no confidence. It seems like teams kind of know what the Bruins are doing before the Bruins even know it. It's one of those things where the passes are getting you know chipped out of the zone. Uh, the, the defense knows where the puck is going. And this was a big thing last year. For as great as the power play was, teams adjusted to it in the middle of the season, and it really created problems for the Bruins. And I think right now you're witnessing you know, a similar sort of pattern here where the creativity is just not there, and it's predictable, and it's going back the other way and it's leading the chances against it. You saw one of the power plays last night where I believe they had more shots on Rask than the Bruins had on Luongo, and Florida was down a skater. So that can't happen. Uh, this power play now, though, is 2 for 32 this season. Uh, impossibly bad power play. And you do wonder uh, what the loss of a guy like Frank Petrano does that power play on that second unit. Uh, he's not there. He wasn't there a bunch last year, but right now your second power play unit has both Hayes and Valeski out there. And like we talked about, these guys haven't done anything for you. So it's one of those situations where you need to find a way to get production uh, from both units, and right now they have production from neither from neither of them. Yeah, it's a good point about Vetrano. As far as we know, he's still out through December, right? It's the earliest return. Yeah, we're talking about you know Christmas time. It's going to be Don Sweeney's you know biggest Christmas gift will be Frank Vetrano. So uh, obviously that's a player that they need. He shoots from all over the ice. Right now you look at ruins of the team. Uh, they've scored very few goals. I believe it's nine through. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty through nine games around the uh, the bottom of the league there in that category, and they're not shooting the puck particularly well either. Their shooting percentage as a team is, is around the bottom of the league as well, and you know that's sort of implied when you're that low in the goal score department. But I think for Toronto, a guy who is a dangerous shooter, shoots from all angles, fools goaltenders a lot of the time with the angles in which you shoot, uh, I, I think that a guy, a guy like him coming back will really revitalize that offense and, most importantly, give that Bruin third line a jolt of life. Or 
Christmas gift from Don Sweeney in the form of a trade, although we typically don't see trades, you know, this half of the year. And as you said, they're just kind of getting their full allotment of players back if they get back, you know, back us in the lineup and Pasternak. I suppose that management will want to see the group that they intended to be on the ice for a little while first. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, they still want a defense. They're still scouring the market for a defense, and they have been all summer. You know, I would even say these past two summers, they've, they've, they've looked for an upgrade there, and it's just hard to find because. Everybody wants a defenseman. Montreal wants a defenseman. Detroit wants a defenseman. L.A. is always looking. Uh, you know, every team wants to upgrade their defense. That's the way the NHL works. So the Bruins, if they are serious about a guy like Jacob Trouba, are going to have to give up a lot. And I don't know if Don Sweeney really has a stomach for that, uh, given the development they've, they've seen from a guy like Brendan Carlo, from, you know, Frank Petrano, David Pasternak. These are, these are guys you'd, you'd have to move one of these players to get a guy like Jacob Trouba in Boston. So... I don't think they want to do it. I don't think they have a stomach for it. Uh, but obviously, you can't rely on Chara and Carlo to play 30 minutes a night because they're going to burn out by February. That's just how this will work. So um, they need to make an upgrade somehow. It's just a matter of the price you're willing to pay. And, and right now, it just seems like the Bruins are wisely deciding to see how they look with their full group, which they, like you said, they still haven't had it. You know, we're, we're nine games in a year, and you've seen their full unit once. You know, and that was with Ryan Spooner as a healthy scratch. So was it really a full group? I, I really don't know. So uh, obviously they want to see where they're at, but, but at a certain point they're going to have to make a hard decision uh, whether or not to, to try to acquire a guy like Truva, Cam Fowler, Kevin Shattenkirk, the list goes on. In the meantime, they're just going to play Chara for like the final four minutes of every game, right? Be like Andrew Miller pitching three, three innings for the Indians or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, you know, a 39-year-old old guy will do it. He'll, he'll definitely do it. It's just a matter of can he, you know, hold up. And that's been the big problem these past yeah. five seasons, really, where you've seen Chara break down around March, April, May, and June. And you, they can't have that because their defense just simply isn't strong enough anymore. And back then, you know, they had a boy, Chuck, a Hamilton, Seidenberg before the wheels fell off, Ferentz, uh, Krug. They had these guys that really completed a, de- a defensive grouping that, that was – Pretty formidable, but now it's just Chara. It's Chara, a 19-year-old Carlo, and then a bunch of three to four defensemen. Uh, so, so they need Chara to, to stay in it, to stay healthy. Uh, but that's going to be very difficult if you're going to ride him for all but 25 seconds of the final five minutes of play, like they did last night. All right, Ty, good stuff, man. We'll talk to you Friday after the uh, Bolts and the Bees Thursday in Florida. Sounds great. It's another Bruins cast here at WEI.com. Ken Laird and Ty Anderson.